beyond infinity. The Galaxy Fold was a product that came out and almost simultaneously was withdrawn mm. from the marketplace because of problems, things being jammed inside it. So it's kind of a tablet that's combined with a phone mm -hmm. and it opens up like a clamshell. Yeah. And there were big problems with that hinge mechanism, uh, grit and other objects getting caught inside it and causing serious damage. Yeah. Uh, it's also a very expensive item. So it was kind of a, I mean, a real, I would have thought, a disaster in a way for Samsung that, that uh, launch. But... Uh, it has been back to the drawing board and reissued just recently. I think mm -hmm. it's gone on sale in the UK and Korea, South Korea at the moment. And there are plans, obviously, to roll it out in other markets yeah. as well. So you've got a, st a story about that and also a bit of an update about Huawei and some yeah. of their devices falling foul of US regulations. Mm, yeah, so the, we did report earlier this year about the failings of the Galaxy Fold and this didn't even make it to the you know, you know regular market. It was actually mm. sent out to some tech testers and bloggers, YouTubers, and they got to play with it. But pretty much all of them within the first 24 hours were having major problems with the, the device. And not where you're like, oh, okay, it's in a boot loop or something like that where it's not turning on. We're talking about actual physical damage to the device mm. based on a folding screen and, as you said, dirt and grime getting in and causing issues. And one of the issues was uh, with the original one that came out, which I've seen some of the videos on, there was a plastic film which appeared to be like a screen protector that you could that you would pull off. You know when you get a brand new device mm. and you take it out and you take that, that screen protector off? Right. Uh, well, that actually was part of the screen. You weren't supposed to pull it off. You weren't supposed to take it off. And, right. and many people that uh, had these, these units were pulling these off and actually damaging the display. So oh one of the things they've revised is to extend that plastic so it goes right up to the edge so it's not, uh, not, not something where you get hopefully confused that you would actually take the, the top off. Yeah. But I will note in there that they do specify, Samsung specify that you can't put a screen protector over this plastic display. So really? you can't protect it. Yeah, and you I'll can't get, protect I'll get, the, the protector. Yeah, probably, yeah. and I'll, I'll mm. come back to more of that in a minute. I just sort of wanted to highlight some of the issues and sort of what they've tried to do to combat those. Mm. And another was the, I guess, the thickness of the overall device. They've you know been able to reduce that down a little bit more. And I, I guess that's the what they've done in terms of the hinge. And in addition to the hinge to try and prevent some of the dirt and grime getting in is to put these sort of capped ends at the top and the bottom and that supposedly is supposed to you know restrict the amount of dust and dirt and grime that gets in underneath the folding display um, yeah. now i've watched a, a video or a couple of videos on youtube where people have now got these units because it has been sort of launched as, as said yes we're, we're back and we're great but the t the test was a pretty um, you know full on test. It was Jerry rig everything. So this is a famous YouTuber that basically he just really gives every phone that he gets a hold of a, a good test, and that mm -hmm. would be you know scratching the display and using knives to cut into it just to see how you know how well they're going to you know hold up. Yeah. And um, one of the tests that he did was he he got a handful of of gravel and and sand and dirt and he put it into the phone closed the phone up and shook it a little bit and open closed open closed and pretty much straight away the hinge was then full of just dirt and grime and you could hear the crunchiness oh of God. the opening and closing yeah and so he goes look obviously that's an extreme case and no one's going to really you know be doing that every day but mm. if you think if you've you're going to spend around about three thousand Australian dollars which is the exactly price. it's almost it's it's two thousand nine hundred and twenty four 
before Australian or US 1980. Yeah. So it's a really a pricey premium, device. Pricey device. Yeah. You would expect that it's not going to be uh, damaged as yeah, easily as that. bulletproof for that yeah. money. Because you, you're going to pull it in and out of your pocket. You can buy a separate tablet yeah. and a separate really good smartphone for Ex- the same money. Exactly, mm. exactly. So look, the, the, the use case for me, and as we previously talked about it earlier this year, it's not quite there. Uh, I think there's been some improvements to the overall design, but there are still issues. You know, one of the things uh, is the softness of the screen. It was described by this jury rig everything as a kind of like a, a soft Play-Doh almost as the plastic. So when you touch it, it's got a softness to it. But if you were somehow to scrape your fingernail across it, which is not all that unbelievable you might somehow you know flick mm. it with your thumbnail mm. it leaves an indent in the screen really yeah permanent one. permanent absolute permanent oh my God. One. Yeah. and uh, one of the tests that he did was also with a, uh, a Stanley knife going around the edge to try and scratch the plastic off or just scratch the metal just to see how that responded and the tip of the knife touched the very side of the screen and straight away it actually created a line of dead pixels across the display oh, that, really? and he couldn't operate it properly and he had a lot of trouble so it's very ambitious from Samsung. It is obviously a first generation or perhaps a 1.1 generation considering the re-release. Mm. It's uh, it's breaking into a new market because we, I guess we're seeing saturation in the regular smartphone market and you know tablet sales outside of Apple iPads are falling or stagnant. So this is trying to find a, maybe a, a new piece of tech which might excite the tech community. To a degree, I can see there may be a, a, a good use case. But for the most part, I mean, you've got a phone, which I think is at a, a reasonable size now. I mean, I've got a, a Pixel 2, Google Pixel 2. It's not the XL version. It's the standard version. Mm. To me, that's a comfortable size. Mm. I know that there's the XL versions that you can Some get. Some of these phones, are, I reckon, too big. Too they don't big. fit in your pocket properly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the next iteration of iPhones, for example, because they've just re- launched a, a, a you know, new camera system, a three-camera with a wide-angle lens. And they say, the reports that I've read say it's a, a beautiful camera. It can do amazing things. You do pay a premium for that device i think uh, you know you get the top of the line one it's around two thousand mm-hmm. dollars australian anyway mm-hmm. it's still i just think it's too big yes and i think that if anything the 5g phones that come out from apple and and these will also 5g phones will be issued by samsung, samsung and by and probably other, other manufacturers and, yeah. as well the pixel series as well that's yet to come probably in the next six to twelve months those are going to be issued and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, from apple anyway they bring out a smaller phone, which is premium with an OLED screen, uh, with a, with a, a super fast processor, but smaller. Yeah, you know, like like That's... the uh, like the uh, I think it was called the the iPhone SE, which was a, a five series body mm-hmm. with a more up to date processor and uh, and sort of under the under the hood improvements. Yeah. and that was a re- it remains a really popular phone. And, and for an everyday use, that's perfect. Yeah, it, it, if you need a larger display, for example, uh, if you're using a uh, if you're going on a flight and you want to use watch a movie. Mm. Then sure, take a tablet with you. Yeah. I mean, I have a 13-inch uh, Ultrabook laptop, which mm. uh, mine, uh, the screen flips all the way around. It's a 360 version. So mm. I can turn it into a tablet mm. if I need. Mm. So I've got the uh, the best of both worlds. Yep. Yes, I pay a little bit extra for the laptop, but that means that I've got the portability that I need in terms of a laptop to use anywhere or a tablet version, which I can watch a, you know, a movie. If How's I, your so battery design. life on that? Yeah, this is great. Pretty it's, good. Um, I think I'm getting... Eight to ten hours, pretty like unless it's intensive gaming, or gaming, which I don't really do, but yeah. you know, high display resolution sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's yep. it's it's very good. Plus, I've got an external battery that I carry around, a twenty thousand milliamp hour no. battery, and that's got USB charging. Right, so, so that it, look, it comes down to the use. And the thing, I'm I'm pretty 
I'm pretty into tech. I don't think that's any surprise to you or the listeners. And yep. um, I personally can't see a good uh, applicable use for this folding device. I know there will be out there. Uh, it, there's been talk about you know a gaming type phone, so it'd be suitable for that. Mm. But I think anyone that's heavy on these gaming devices is probably looking more at the Republic of Gaming phones, the ROG phones, which are the high spec, high screen, good performance, rather than a folding display just for purely for the, the larger size. So we'll see how this one goes. I think once we get to generation three or four, that's when we'll start to see some significant improvements mm. where, uh, you know, with stronger displays and uh, you know, better performing folds. And, yeah. and as often happens, Apple actually has patented a hinge system of their own mm. and they may you know they may be watching i'm sure they are watching what happens with the fold and see how the market responds to it mm-hmm. and they may wind up bringing out their own who knows yeah. a pretty secretive company uh it may be that they've just got a patent there just to kind of throw the likes of samsung off the scent who knows yeah, yeah, yeah. now john that the huawei um story is kind of interesting i mean it's sort of unrelated but related yeah huawei so they're a chinese uh, company mm. and due to the escalating trade wars that's happening between the u.s and china Mm. there's actually been a ban put on you know, Huawei products uh, from the US so that you know US companies can't work with Huawei. Yep. So that's, that's and their router emissions. technology and stuff for, for 5G infrastructure, yeah. I think that's been banned in Australia and the UK. Yep. So there's been, a, a you know, on, on security grounds, there's been a backlash. And that's the underlying story very briefly is that is that it's believed because Huawei's a kind of a government-controlled entity mm-hmm. uh, in in China that that there could be malware or spyware that's included in um, particularly for five G infrastructure. Yeah, they're a competitive the product. Going? They're yeah. a good product, yeah. uh, but uh, there are suggestions that it, they may not give adequate security to uh, to companies that are kind of rivals of China. Yeah, and the the Mate Thirty Pro, which is a a brand new phone device, so sort of whilst not still on phones has been talked about for a little while and it is going to be getting an Australian release, which it's good. I mean, it boasts a 6.53 OLED display. It's got the latest Kirin 990 5G chipset, a massive 4,500 milliamp hour battery. Look, there's, you know, supercharged capability and a Leica, Leica designed quad camera, 40 megapixel, 40 megapixel plus eight plus uh, 3D touch to focus. So wow. look, there's you know, some actually pretty good specs. And so if you're looking for a, you know, well-spec device, this would fit high on that list. The only problem is due to the restrictions uh, with Google, the Huawei Mate 30 Pro won't be able to connect into the Google servers or systems. Right. So things like Gmail, Google Calendar, Maps, all of the main Google services yeah. that you would potentially choose an Android for yep. won't be available on this device. And some argued when uh, the ban came about that, well, that's fine because I'm sure we'll be able to sideload the apps. There are marketplaces outside of the Google Play Store where if you can't find an app there or if you're looking for uh, maybe an alternate app, uh, then you can go to these marketplaces. Some people use it to download apps for free versus where you would need to pay it on the Google Play Store so right. you can get a free version. Right. The issue that you have there is they could be filled with malware. They could be filled with spyware okay. that's that's taking your data, for yep. example. Yep. So the argument was, well, that's fine. I'll just go to one of these other places and I'll download all the Google apps and I'll be able to then sideload into this device and I'll be fine and I'll be able to use it. Mm. Well, it's been announced that Huawei will uh, basically be blocking that or not allowing that to occur with a sideloading of apps because uh, those apps need to get into the core framework of the system. So Google won't allow that. Yeah, it's Google actually, and Huawei. Well, it's, it's Huawei and Google. And so in order for Huawei to still sort of sell the phones in the international <laughs> arena, yeah. then they have to... 
to run abide by the rules. Yep. And so they're not going to allow that to happen because if they allow it, then they're in breach of the yeah. the bans. And yeah. so yeah. it's sort of like, well, if we, we want to sell the devices, mm. uh, uh, so in order to do that, we have to put a block in here. Mm. Now, it's probably going to be that there will be a, a workaround and that may be a, you know, within a week or so we'll have a workaround mm. or it could be a permanent block where they just can't get in. So if, like if you're looking to buy a, a Mate 30 Pro based on its specs, be well aware that you may not be able to sideload in some of these Google apps which you would really need uh, to use in order to have a, a properly functioning smartphone. You're listening to Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. Beyond Infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.